Welcome to the Truly Missed Podcast. I'm Candace, and each week I'll tell you about underreported missing people of color. Before we get started today, I would like to give a warning about some of the details of this case. They are graphic, and we briefly discuss homicide and domestic violence. Resources for domestic violence will be available at the end of the show and listed in the show notes. I won't go into much detail, but I would still like to offer a trigger warning in advance if you are sensitive to the subject. All people of color must be vigilant in reporting crimes and evidence to help bring back loved ones when possible and get closure when it isn't possible. According to the NAACP, there are at least 64,000 reported missing black women and girls in the U.S. Today, I will tell you about Keisha Jacobs. Keisha Jacobs was born on January 1st, 1995 in Richmond, Virginia to her mother, Tony Jacobs. She was described as sweet and smart, and she's considered a good friend, a good daughter, and a good sister. At the time of this incident, Keisha was 21 years old and still living at home, so her disappearance was noticed immediately. On September 26, 2016, Keisha and her boyfriend had had an argument, so she decided to go out later that night and text her mother that she would be staying with a friend for the evening. She didn't tell Tony the name of this friend that she would be staying with. Keisha did text her to let her know that she had made it to this friend's house. That would be the last time that she ever heard from or seen her daughter. Tony had expected to hear from her daughter around 11 a.m. the next morning to tell her that she'd made it back home. Keisha had never contacted Tony though, and that was unusual because the mother-daughter pair spoke constantly. When she tried calling Keisha, her phone went straight to voicemail. I'm not exactly sure who contacted who first because it varies in some sources, but Tony did speak with Keisha's boyfriend. The boyfriend later showed up to the house and was very overcome with Keisha's disappearance. He was never considered a suspect by either the family or the police, and despite their fight, he he definitely loved Keisha. 24 hours after Keisha went missing, Tony files a police report. Richmond Police Department basically didn't care. Kishay was 21, so they couldn't put out an Amber Alert for her, and the police told the mother that maybe that Kishay didn't want to be found. An officer told her that someone would reach out to her the following day. Tony filed a report on a Wednesday. No one reached back out to her until the following Monday. Natalie Wilson, the co-founder of the Black and Missing Foundation, said in a Dateline special, there's a stereotype that these individuals are bringing it on themselves, that no one would care if they're missing but their family members. And we'd have to change that stereotype of the narrative, that these are our missing daughters and sons, our mothers and fathers, our sisters and brothers, and that they're valuable members of our community. Tony begins looking for her daughter by hanging flyers, knocking on doors, and reaching out to everyone who knew her daughter. Kishay's friends show up to her mother's house and tell her that they had dropped her off at a home the night before. At least one of the friends didn't know him, but he knew where he stayed. Demarcus Hunt tells Tony that he can take her to where the man lives. The friends take Tony to the man's house. At first, he says he didn't know her. Then he says he saw her at 5 p.m. Then he changes to 6 p.m. But at both times, Tony knows Kishay was still at home because she didn't leave until 8 p.m. Tony calls the police immediately, feeling uneasy about the man's lies. Police arrive and they search his house. Nothing is found that would lead them to Kishay right away. In Tony's search, a neighbor hands her a phone with a woman on the other end of the line. This woman tells Tony that she was severely abused in multiple ways by Otis. Tony gives it to her biggest fears that the worst may have happened to her daughter, but nothing stops her from continuing her search. Tony believes that Kishay was lured to Otis's house by the female friend that she didn't like, who may have been romantically involved with Otis. In the midst of one tragedy, Tony suffers another. Just four months after Kishay disappeared, Davon, Kishay's older brother, is murdered at a Motel 6 in Richmond after a struggle. Tony's nephew takes her to where Davon is, but he was already taken from the scene. He was just 25. 
Now, both of her children were gone, one deceased, one vanished. The incidents are unrelated. However, I can't imagine to begin what Tony was going through at the time, but her strength to continue is very inspiring. Without having time to grieve her son, Tony is still continuing the search for Quiche. How a missing person's case is handled in the first 24 hours can change everything. All true crime enthusiasts know that the chances of solving a crime after the first 48 hours is already cutting half. No one called her back for almost a week. At some point in their investigation, the police do tell Tony that they did find DNA blood evidence at the home and they confirm that something may have happened to Quiche in Otis's house. The police then kept questioning Otis several times, but he comes up with excuses of why he's not able to talk to them, varying from being on medication to simply just not understanding what they were questioning him about. But apparently, the blood evidence is not enough to move forward in the investigation at the time. If blood was found, why isn't Otis detained or at least being watched by the police once Tony has called him to the house? September 26, 2018 is the last time that Richmond police spoke on Quiche. All they stated was that it was an ongoing investigation and that progress had been made, but they won't say much because it is still technically an open investigation. They stated that since it's been so long that they hadn't believed that Quiche had left willingly and that she was met with foul play. Tony believes Quiche is alive and was trafficked. She says she arrived at this conclusion from all the tips and evidence that she's personally seen or been given. Women of color are usually targets for this because abductors feel like nobody will care and that the person won't be missed. But judging how these cases are handled, many of these abductors are not totally wrong. No one with the appropriate resources to find these missing women being trafficked is looking hard enough or acting upon the evidence in an appropriate amount of time. Dateline and Tony attempted to contact Otis again. He had moved out of the house Quiche was suspected to have disappeared from. Otis spent some time in jail for unrelated violent crimes and then later moved to Florida. Coincidentally, just this past week, November 4th, Otis Tucker was arrested and charged with second-degree murder, grand theft, domestic battery, and tampering with evidence after a woman is found deceased in her home in Jacksonville, Florida. After a search of that unnamed woman's apartment, clues quickly lead to Otis, and he doesn't escape justice this time. Luckily for everyone, if somehow any of these charges gets dismissed, he will not be released. He will be extradited back to Virginia because he's also still on probation, and murder is definitely a violation of these terms. Some detectives believe that they do have enough evidence to charge him, even though Quiche is still missing and they have not recovered a body or any sightings of her. But it still begs the question, why hasn't anyone been charged already? She's been missing for six years. What's really wild to me is that Otis is an repeat offender. He was already behind bars the last time the police from Richmond spoke with him. He was already locked up where he needed to be. But then he got out on probation and he was able to hurt another woman. The fact that he left this woman at the scene of this horrific murder leads me to believe that he did not murder Quiche. I do believe she was abused and possibly trafficked. He has a violent history in general and specifically against women. I don't think that the three women that I discussed are the only ones that he hurt. Quiche's mom sometimes gets calls anonymously and they don't say anything or the calls ask her to confirm that she is Tony, Quiche's mom. She believes it's her daughter trying to reach out to her to let her know that she's okay, but she can't say for sure. Tony says Quiche used to give her a lot of hugs, and she's got plenty of hugs to cash in on when she's home. At the time of her disappearance, Quiche was 5'3 and 100 pounds. She has several distinct tattoos, a brown flower on her right wrist, paw prints on her right thigh, a leaf on her right foot, and Tony with a heart on her left shoulder. 
She was wearing a pink headscarf, black basketball shorts, and pink and black Nike sneakers. Her nails were painted blue, and she had on a Pandora bracelet with a Vegas charm. She is currently 27. If you have any information on what may have happened to Quiche, if you remember Otis Tucker, now age 35, with a young woman around late 2016 matching Quiche's description, you are encouraged to reach out to Crime Stoppers at 804-780-1000. You can also reach out to Richmond Police Department at 804 804- 646-5125. Abuse is never okay. If you are experiencing domestic violence, you can contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 800-799-7233. You can also text START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788 if you can't call. If you need to visit the website, it's hotline.org, and you can find your local resources. You can please follow us on Instagram at Truly Miss Podcast. Please follow and rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Every rating gets the show closer to a bigger audience. These stories need to be heard. If you have any stories that you would like me to share or any tips for any cases that I've already shared, please email or DM me. I focus on people of color as these stories don't get as much coverage. Hopefully, we can build this community one listener at a time. All sources are listed in the show notes. Please help this family and other family get one step closer to bringing their loved one home. Quiche is truly missed.